And welcome to the Pastor's Cut podcast for the week of, oh, what week are we doing this for? For February 18th, 2024. And it's just me, Pastor Darren Spoo, in the studio with my friend Brad Henderson there on the booth. Howdy, howdy, howdy. So we have both just returned from a trip, or I've, I've returned more recently than you, but we've been in two different places on the planet. You've been to Poland. I have. Uh, best thing about your experience in the land of the Poles? The best thing, I do believe, I sound like a uh, beauty pageant queen uh, <laughs> recite, answering the question with the question before she begins to speak to give them more time to think. Um, I think the interaction with us and the people we were working with there uh, was my highlight. I, I, the music was fun and the food's fun and seeing some new places is always fun, but getting to sit on a bus and have a very good conversation about faith and and the things that you know are true and the things that you've experienced in your life that perhaps someone else is still searching for is, um, of course, that can happen here too, and it should, but it's really cool how that was sort of orchestrated and it just all worked out to have several of those really nice moments and you shared one of those with our staff yesterday. And it's just one of those moments that uh, you go, this is why I came here. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And and um, so I went to the land of the Scots, and uh, same thing. Uh, had several instrumental conversations with people and also got to see some work that was happening in, in uh, Edinburgh, not only with the, kind of the up-and-coming neighborhood that we were working with um, through Holy Rood uh, Evangelical Church, but also went to an area of Edinburgh called Nitri uh, that's, that's pretty much uh, just a, a rundown kind of a projects area. And so I got to see two very different sides of the city, two, different very, two very different ministries that were happening there, and um, we're looking at a, a long-term partnership with Edinburgh. Let me say this because I, uh, people, when we talk about foreign missions, go, well, don't we have enough needs here at home? Can't we just you know, do what we're supposed to do here in America? Yes, um, but the two are not mutually exclusive. In fact, when Jesus commands, he goes, be my witnesses here, there, and everywhere. And that's what we do through our caring centers, through our, our national ministries, and through our international ministries. Nobody was complaining, but I felt the complaint in my head, so I thought I would get ahead of it. So there we go. Well, welcome to the podcast for this week. I'm in the studio by myself today um, because I wanted to do a pause in the middle of this teaching series on the message on the mount and talk just a little bit about, uh, I've already mentioned this, or it depends on when you listen to this, I'm mentioning this in my midweek update. Uh, soon in this next week's message, we're recording this uh, about 10 days early, but in this next week's message that's coming up, I'm talking about this, but how to use the scripture as an avenue for prayer. And now that I've encouraged you to read through the message on the Mount every day during the month of January, well, now we're in February, I'm asking you to continue that, but not read the whole thing, to go back and start praying through the message on the Mount. And this is an ancient way of reading the Bible called, get ready for it, here's a Latin phrase, Lectio Divina. Um, let me take that word apart. It just means divine reading. Lectio, you hear the word lecture in that, and that harkens back to the day that professors would read their lectures instead of just speaking. So Lectio Divina divine reading. And it's really a, a four-step process in reading the Scripture and learning how to pray the Scripture, and it culminates with just spending time in the presence of the Lord. 
And I often use the illustration that when I was a kid, I didn't know how to swim. And uh, my uncle, thinking it would be a good idea to teach me how to swim by throwing me in the deep end of the lake, uh, he was terribly wrong. <laughs> he threw me in. Uh, I was sinking, floundering. He brought the boat over, fished me out. I've often felt that way with the Bible, that we say, okay, everybody, read your Bible. And it's like we just throw you into the deep end with no life jacket, with no support, with not even knowing what, what you're reading. What Lectio Divina does is it provides you some framework, it provides you some movements, if you will, to keep yourself afloat and to, to move through the Scripture, not only reading it, but praying it. Not only reading the Scripture for information, which is good, but utilizing the Scripture for transformation as we pray. So let me walk through these steps, um, and I, what I'm going to do is share these four steps and then give you an analogy, and then we'll explain each one, then I'm going to give an example here. Um, so divine reading, like Dio Divina, starts with reading. And I would encourage you, as you read, again, the message on the mount for the purpose of prayer, read it slowly. Slow down. It's not about quantity. It's about quality. One of the best meals I've ever had in my life, uh, some really kind of uh, fancy friends of ours took us out for a meal years ago. The whole meal was two and a half hours long, and each course was served, and it was served very deliberately and very beautifully, and each portion was really small, and I thought, there's no way I'm going to fill up over the course of this evening. But through seven courses, I was full, and we'd enjoyed every bite. My encouragement is slow down. And then, as soon as you come across a word or a phrase that pings for you or that stands out, stop right there. Your reading is done for the day. In other words, you're not trying to read a lot. You're, you're trying to read until you sense this is something important um, or you sense that the Holy Spirit has something to say. So that's reading. Okay? The next step is meditating. And, and this might help. I, I know I'm jumping around a little bit. But uh, let me give an example from this week's teaching. Uh, Jesus says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven. As I was reading that earlier today, that phrase, so that's uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 I, uh, and 20. I just got through verse 19. I just started verse 20. And that's where my reading stopped, because that phrase, treasures in heaven, really needs to be thought about for just a moment. Okay, so once you're reading, then you stop and take that phrase, treasures in heaven. The next step is to meditate. Okay, now, you know how to meditate, believe it or not. It's called worry. <laughs> we take a thought, it gets inside our head, we stew on it, we can't get it out of our mind, you know how to meditate on negative things. It's called worry. What Lectio Divina is encouraging us to do is to meditate on truthful things, to meditate on the Word of God. So just take this idea of treasures in heaven. Just think about the word treasures. I don't know if you've ever you know, uncovered something that was a treasure. Years ago, I, I bought a, a sack of coins at a garage sale. And I took, one, took them home, I was going through them one at a time, and I came across one coin that was worth about 10 times what I'd paid for the whole bag. I found 
a treasure. There's a delight there. So as I think about treasure, I kind of think about that excitement of discovering something. The treasure's in heaven. And so as you meditate on this, you could think about what are the treasures in heaven? If we're not to store up treasures on earth and, you know, material goods and, and all of that, and that's what Jesus is talking about, but there, there are greater treasures than even the coins you buy at a garage sale. There's something even better. What are these treasures in heaven? So you can meditate on that for a while and use whatever knowledge you have of the Scripture to leverage into that. Um, bottom line, I think the greatest treasures in heaven will be relationships, the relationship we have with God, the relationship we have with others, the relationship we have as we serve other people. These are treasures that that nothing can take away. So you meditate on this. So you read until you sense it's time to stop. you got to read slowly, stop, meditate. Then, here's the next part, pray the Scripture. So to take this idea, uh, in fact, I could just take the words of Jesus. Jesus, you've commanded that I'm not to store up for myself treasures on earth. I spend so much time, this is kind of me modeling this prayer, I spend so much time worrying about my retirement fund and my paycheck and insurance payments and all that's necessary, but, but it consumes me. Uh, you know, a moth and rust can destroy it just like that. Thieves can break it and steal. But you have commanded me to store up treasures in heaven. God, help me to remember what those treasures are. Uh, help me to treasure my wife. Help me to treasure my parents. Help me to treasure my family. Help me to treasure my church. Start treasuring these things. These are things that you have given me that I, I did not earn and I did not deserve. And these relationships will last forever. It's just a way of praying it back. Now, that whole prayer, and I be careful about me praying in front of you, but that whole prayer didn't take very long. It's not about filling up time. It's not about saying a lot of words. It's better to say 10 words with heart than 1,000 words without heart. Okay, So what I've just done, I've just prayed about treasures in heaven. And by the way, I can take that phrase and that word, I can tuck it away in my heart and mind, and I can carry that with me all day long. And every time my thoughts return to that, I, I can echo that prayer again, and I continue to meditate and pray that all day long. So read, meditate, pray. Then the last step of Lectio Divina, and this is going to be the probably the most challenging thing for a lot of us, uh, is to contemplate, to be quiet, to be still in the presence of God. And I often end my devotional time in the morning with just sitting still, closing my eyes, being in a relaxed posture, saying, God, you are here, I am here. I'm not going to ask for anything. I'm, I'm not going to make any requests. I'm not going to make any complaints. But I just want to spend a few moments with you and just be aware of the presence of God. I would encourage you to start out with maybe one minute of doing that. That's, that's a stretch for most people. But then as you use that muscle, it will grow, and you'll be able to extend that more and more. And, and people who I really respect spiritually spend you know 10 to 20 minutes in the morning, 10 to 20 minutes at night contemplating, just being in the presence of God. And I often say during my time of contemplation, God, I'm listening. If there's anything you want to tell me today, now would be a good time. Hopefully I'm listening all day long, but now would be a good time. So let me give you a metaphor uh, for this Lectio Divina. Uh, to read, okay, 
to meditate, to pray, and to contemplate. A great metaphor for this would be consider how we eat. Okay, the first thing you do when you eat is you take a bite. And how many of you can hear your mom or dad still say, take small bites? Brad, how's your mom doing? Is she doing okay these days? Quite well. Okay, good. I just wanted to check and make sure. Right? Did your mom ever tell you <laughs> to take smaller bites? You and Philip looks like that y'all could no, put away the groceries. No, we were told actually to eat because we'd work really hard and we deserve more food. Oh, which is a terrible. <laughs> <laughs> food is a reward. Terrible, terrible. Oh, but don't we all do that? A oh, we bit? all do it. Yeah, no, it's, oh, yeah. it's but that's a thing that we did. For sure. oh, if I'm you worked to... really hard, you got to order a large barbecue dinner. Mm, okay. See, I yeah. did that with myself today. I, I kind of this morning's had a lot of stuff, and I go, if I make it through today, which I hope I will. I deserve this. Hide away pizza tonight, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to reward myself. So my challenge tonight is I bite into that first piece of big country at Hideaway. It's going to be take a small bite. Then what do we do next? We chew. Okay. Uh, I've raised teenage boys. <laughs> <laughs> they don't chew. <laughs> they don't chew. They just swallow it, right? So, so as you're reading, you just take a bite, one or two words or a phrase, and then meditating is chewing on it. In fact, the, the word meditate, uh, literally from the Latin, means to chew. That's exactly what that word means. Chew on it a while, right? You're not, you're not trying to read a whole lot of Scripture. You're just trying to, to savor what this treasure's in heaven. Savor that. Taste that. Then prayer is equivalent to swallowing. I mean, what do you do? You, imagine taking a bite chewing it and spitting it out. There's something very unsatisfactory about that because you didn't take the next step. Prayer is consuming God's Word and making it a part of your prayer uh, prayer life, but also making it a part of your soul. But even then, reading, meditating, praying, biting, chewing, swallowing, you're not done. Contemplation is digestion. After you eat, you know, there's a big difference between feeling good and feeling bad after you eat, and usually it has to do with how you're digesting things. Contemplating is letting what you have consumed become a part of you in the presence of God. So that's a very simple metaphor for Lectio Divina. And by the way, um, there's been some great authors over the years that have written on this. Uh, this tradition of Lectio Divina goes back uh, even into the Jewish tradition but Christians picked up on this rather early. To read, meditate, pray, contemplate, like biting, chewing, swallowing, digesting. And I want to encourage you to work through the message on the mount by praying the message on the mount. Let Jesus' words begin to develop your prayer life to give you something to pray. And what's interesting is if you go through all of Matthew 5, 6, and 7 and come back and start over, different words, different phrases are going to pop off the page. Now, we're going to finish up the message on the mount come Easter, so what do you do next? Well, you can continue to stay in the message on the mount, but I would encourage you uh, to listen to the Lord during your contemplation time and just say, what do I, what do I need in my life right now? What, what do I sense that God is trying to teach me? If it's wisdom, you can do Lectio Divina all the way through the book of Proverbs. If it's joy, you can go to the book of Philippians in the New Testament, Paul's testament to joy while he's in prison, and, and read through, pray through all of Philippians. I would encourage you to take one of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, and work through the entire Gospel, praying it as you go, day in and day out. 
and it might take you, take a book like Matthew, that's 28 chapters, it may take you a year or more to go through Matthew. Okay, we're not in a race, okay? It's not about covering pages. It's about engaging God in prayer. As Dietrich Bonhoeffer says, when we pray the Word of God, we pray the will of God. All right, so Brad, you've been listening very attentively. Did I miss anything? Did everything make sense? Any questions you think our, our listeners might have? No, I think you're being very articulate. I, I no, Thank you. You're doing great. Thank, okay, thank you. You should do this for a profession. Yeah, I might. Um, <laughs> I think I deserve, I think because I've done hideaway some, pizza. I yeah. deserve a hideaway pizza and a barbecue dinner tonight. Well, yeah, make sure you get a large one. <laughs> best best barbecue out where you live? Where where is it? Give a recommendation. Oh, my house. You know what? That's that's about right. I I I these well we had a place that we loved to go when we were kids called Six Killers Barbecue and it was like it sounds it was a place kind of out in the nowhere and I've never found a place since then that I go mm. That's what bar- there are great places. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but no, that's, I, I that, to you. me, of course, as a child, you know, this is what barbecue should taste like. Right, that's and it's exactly still right. in my mind and still in my mouth. It's still, nope, it's not Siskillers. Still, still unsuppressed. Now, a yeah. couple of years ago, and we'll tell a story. If, hey, if if you just want the spiritual content, we're done. You can you can stop <laughs> listening. But if you want to hear us tell stories, uh, barbecue is fairly spiritual. Uh, barbecue is very spiritual. I'm, <laughs> I meet the Lord afresh every time I have a good barbecue. Um, when we recorded an audio book together a couple of years ago, you took me to a barbecue place. Yeah, uh, in Fort Gibson. In Fort Gibson. What was the name of that? Um, Sizzling Bones. Sizzling Bones. And that is since closed. So. Uh, no, it was really yeah. good. No, it really it was good. Yeah. It was really good. So what happened is we, um, when I released the Bible in 10 words, uh, the, uh, the publishing company wanted an audio book. Brad has a studio. Um, and so went out and recorded all morning long. We were hungry. We went and got barbecue, came back to record the afternoon session. And the entire afternoon session, my stomach made <laughs> incredible noises of satisfaction. So much so that we had to—I mean, we had to stop recording several times. Uh, the, you know, the mic picked it up. So. <laughs> that's, that's either a really good mic or a really loud stomach rumble. Oh, it so. was maybe it was a little bit of both because it was some good barbecue. All right, so that's it. I'm going to encourage you to begin to practice lectio divina. We'll be talking about it uh, through my midweek updates and on Sunday morning. Uh, this is a way. Of, of not only reading God's Word, but digesting God's Word and using it as an opportunity to grow closer to Him. All right, so on behalf of Bradley, uh, David Lee, Marissa Lee, and me, Brad, you and I are the only ones here. We'll try to get the, get the whole—we'll get the band back together next week. We'll have barbecue. There you go. That'll bring everyone in. Till then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you. May God grant you peace now and forever.